Today's show is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo redefines play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate at kiwico.com slash real. Today's show is also sponsored by Policy Genius. Policy Genius compares quotes from the top life insurance companies all in one place to help you find the best price. So if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now, head to policygenius.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, where I go about faith, culture, and answer your questions. All right, guys, we're back in the saddle. Um, Alyssa gave me a break for a couple weeks by doing some really fun interviews with, who was it again? Jody. Jessica Smart Jessica and Smart. Jody Burnt. Yep. So you guys go back and listen to those. They those were, were some so good. golden nuggets. I'm still chewing on what we talked about. I yeah. was so encouraged by both of them. I know. I see it right there in your right cheek. And also just, just chewing. <laughs> That's a tough, well done steak. And also just like really practical advice for holidays and as the mom and how to pray for your children and the reason why and how it just, it was so encouraging exactly what I've needed the last month. Yeah, I love that. Well, you guys, you guys have been asking for it. I always wait till I start getting a bunch of DMs about this topic every year, and then I'm getting a bunch of DMs about this topic every year, <laughs> or right now, I mean. So um, even though we have episodes in the past, I think it's always fun to revisit it with fresh thoughts or any way we're looking at it. But the topic you guys have been asking for is Advent. Uh, it's always fun when I know that there's a topic that you guys like hearing from us on, but then it's like seasonal in the sense of like coming back in, in different ways, seeing it from a different way, a different year. And I think this year particularly, like Advent yes. and COVID is a whole different ballgame. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think this, well, we're going to, we're going to try to do back to back episodes. So like this week and next week's episode, I, I want them to be shorter, uh, maybe like even 15 minutes, maybe 20. Um, but like, but part one, part two. So I want it to feel like that for you guys. So this, this first Can you episode, believe there's only like what two weeks till not even two, is it two weeks till December? Yeah, that part. And then also, um, it's coming fast. Just even this year. I feel like a year has never flown by like this for me. Yeah. Where I feel like 2020. I bet everyone feels that way though. But it shouldn't be the, I feel like it should be the opposite when stuff's like weird and turned upside down. But this one, I'm like, what? I don't even, like, I feel like I can so easily <laughs> place a year of like, oh, we did this this month. We did this this month. This, you know, this one we, it's maybe like it's because we, tra- yeah, when we travel, I think is when I can really anchor yeah, our years true. of like, oh, we went to there then. But this year I'm like, what did we do this year? It's already in November and like, what happened? So, <laughs> man. Um, but we're excited. I feel like everyone needs Christmas this year. Does that totally. sound cheesy? No, I just feel I like totally we're agree. all needing comfort and hope and yeah. light and something to celebrate. And so yeah. I'm really For, excited about yeah, it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try to do these next two weeks, guys, is we'll try to go meet, you know, theological framing and then maybe just practical uh, on like family and how to do that, how to bring that into your home. But but yeah, I think the, the main thing is starting with if that, I think there's no better time to honor Advent than right now and this year and and now advent you know some people can use those words advent you know and christmas synonymously but i would kind of separate them i think christmas is a little bit more the the western version i mean we went in our family because we know we do advent we say christmas but mean advent but but advent's more of a season which i think is really cool this this 25 day 
um, expectation and waiting and hope and, and fulfillment. And, um, and it's a, and when we say Advent, we mean a little bit more of the, the church calendar Mm -hmm. liturgical way of going about it, which, which we can just start there. I think one of the fun parts I always like to remind people is according to the church calendar, Advent, meaning this basically December is, and it goes into January is not the beginning of the year. I mean, sorry, it's not the end of the year. It's the The beginning beginning, of the year. So like the Western mindset sees Christmas season as the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think there's even a little bit of a subtle spirit we have to assess in ourselves of we kind of, I think even that's how we treat Christmas a little bit is not that it functionally is at the end of the year, but even philosophically is at the end of the year of like, oh, we've worked really hard. So like, let's just get a bunch of gifts to like soothe our soul. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be that or consume or spend, right? Things that just like, kind of like I treat, it's a little bit of a treat yourself mentality right and we all need to treat yourself this year at some level sure for sure but i think the fun part i love about the spirit of advent over and against the western you know idea of christmas which again we don't care about the the word that you can interchange them etc we're just drawing the distinction so it's easier to understand um is that advent is more of a beginning right yeah i love that and that and that there's there's like stories and narrative themes on advent that i think really powerful and the first one being that the season is essentially trying to represent darkness with light showing up at the end. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really fun, especially as a family, um, kind of way to center the holiday, right? That ad- ad- Advent has both a little bit more of a, how would I say, darkness element, like a truer reality. Well, it's like real life. Yeah. I always, th- I always think there's a really big, strong parallel between Advent and then like Good Friday to Resurrection. Right. Like it's oh, yeah. kind of like there's a little well, bit of this good. And, yeah. You kind of yeah. start in the Good Friday space right. and you end in like the resurrection space, right? right? Like kind of the darkness and then the light. So I think th- first of all, is that how you're seeing Advent, you know, and what would it maybe look like if, if the Lord can use the liturgical church calendar and history and rich traditions of Advent and just honoring it in that way to, to, to maybe meet you in this place, meet you in this season. And I like it because it's it's real, it's gritty, right? Like right. like this year has been dark for people. So right. like, just speak that out loud. Mm-hmm. Let that be day one. Let that be what Advent's supposed to start in, which is like darkness. Like Jesus didn't, it was dark before Jesus showed up. There was a period of silence and it was dark and, uh, you know, and well, I think Messiah we- was needed. All right, guys, I want to take a quick break to talk about one of the six sponsors, and that's KiwiCo. You know we love them. Certainly the kids do. And most of you are familiar uh, with KiwiCo. Now, everything's changed a lot for families this year, but one of the things we've tried to concentrate on is by continuing to center the home, center adventures, center activity, and center fun and learning in the home. And that's what KiwiCo does. They have hands-on science and art projects where basically the kids feel like they're getting a present every single month, and it sparks curiosity and learning all year round. It's super, super awesome. Um, we've loved all the ones we've done from certain science projects with ice and food coloring and learning about flotation and why and what and buoyancy to, uh, rockets and aerodynamics. They've all been our absolute favorite. Now, if you don't know KiwiCope, they design hands-on projects and experiences that spark wonder and discoveries. So, and a, and a kid can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography pod projects delivered right to their door every single month. So, while they might not be able to go to fun places for the holidays, you can gift them a really cool, awesome experience with KiwiCo at home. And I love it because it encourages kids to be innovators and creative thinkers. And so we absolutely love them. And so you can start a new holiday tradition with KiwiCo. There's no commitment. You can pause or cancel anytime. So again, KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. 
So get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code REAL at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code REAL. I think when we say like it's been hard, there's darkness, then I feel like we can realize oh, I really need Jesus. I need a savior. When we don't acknowledge darkness, then I feel like we can just fill ourselves with all the earthly things that are perishable that don't, that aren't Jesus, you know, and we can forget that we need Jesus. And so I think it is really important to acknowledge the darkness. Yeah, I think it's a little bit, again, back to the Good Friday resurrection thing of like, it's trying to get the resurrection power. A lot of us try to get the resurrection power, but without going through the cross, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, he doesn't raise from the dead if he's never dead. Right. So um, I think Christmas is a little bit like that. If you have to really call, like saying things out loud metaphorically and actually even physically saying them out loud, I think it's very therapeutic and healing to a human experience of like, this is reality. I'm not going to skirt it. I'm not going to pretend it's not here. But because when I say that, then that lets the light shine even more so or be even truer. It's kind of like a a level of density and truth. If you let the darkness be truly what it is, then the light can truly be what it is. Exactly. And if you don't, then the light tends to be flimsier Mm -hmm. or more ethereal or, you know, flaky. And when it's not, though, like the true reality of light is that it's powerful, rich, deep, Mm -hmm. dense. And that's the season of expectation and waiting we're, we're leading up to. And so... Yeah, I think I can. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to toss to you. I say I'd love for you to just talk a little bit. I'm sure people that have listened to you for a long time know, but let's just say it out loud again. Like, why, why would we as believers follow the liturgical calendar? Why does liturgy matter and church history yeah. and all of that? Like, why? Well, my argument is you already do follow a liturgical calendar. It's just the secular humanist one, mm-hmm. right? Like you already follow, most people follow the un, basically the Enlightenment's calendar, you know? And actually our calendar predates the Enlightenment, but the, the spirit of that. Um, and so that's my argument of I just, I, I kind of gave up a long time ago of being like, oh, that's overly religious or liturgical. I'm like, no, we're all religious. We're all we're liturgical. The question is just, are you just in the religion of secular humanism, you know, or in the religion of Jesus? Um and so we all, and basically at the, at, when you boil a liturgy down, it's all just repeatable practices and repeatable behaviors that point you kind of, it's putting your body in a direction so that you actually, uh, it's kind of like driving, right? Like if you drive the car in a certain direction, you know, then you will hit the things that are in that direction or go through certain towns that are in that direction. Like it's just kind of, it's like a momentum inertia game. And I think liturgy is very similar. Um, and so I think I think you can re you can resist the spirit of the age by having kind of resistant liturgies, which I just again that's just a big church word for repeatable behaviors and practices um, that are infused with real true meaning, not just because they can you can do them and the, when they're void you can do them when they're just like rote and crusty and not helpful, <laughs> right? Yeah. But doing it with the right intention and just say, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not going to these to save me. I don't believe these things are going to give me my true identity. Right. It's not like good work. No, save but, you. but God God is the center and I'm just going mm-hmm. to kind of like marriage, like, but we're going to have a date night every week. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's not so good. A date night every week isn't, you know, you don't cancel date night every week because it's religious and repeatable and being like, oh, and it actually does get stale sometimes, but you yeah. keep doing it. Right. And you just kind of know that over time you're, you know, things will add up. So that I think that's good. I think that's a huge part of it. And I think Christmas or Advent season is a really strong time to do that, whether it's just certain prayer mechanisms you do, whether it's lighting, you know, we'll get into that maybe even next episode of Family Traditions, whether it's lighting a candle every night, whether it's saying something every, you know, it can be so small, 
but there's something about that that it just kind of points the sails in the right direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, one more question about that. Woo! Oh, guys, didn't see that on video because we're not on video <laughs> now, but Alyssa's mic just almost totally just flew that off the was, shelf. It, the table fell. I know, my um, bad, my bad. Okay, so then this is another question I have for you. How, what would you say to someone who says, um, how does the spirit coincide with that? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think, see. Because I would love for you totally. to talk about that. Well, my thing is I don't think the spirit can move outside of liturgy is putting kindling on the fire and the spirit is the flames. If you mm. only expect the spirit to come with no liturgy, you're basically trying to build a fire with nothing in front of you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think liturgy is the is the kindling that has no power in and of itself. Yes. Right? That's the kindling so the kindling is not the fire. The kindling will just sit there dry right forever and do nothing for you and give mm-hmm. you no heat if there's and no fire. And that's where the legalism comes in, totally. I feel like. And that is legal. Yeah, that is what legalism is. Is is saying is kind of running around saying, "Oh, I'm on fire. This is so awesome." When it's just like a a, a dead bunch of wood. Yeah. So you have to have this, both. Yeah, exactly. And the spirit is the thing that kind of makes us come alive. Yeah. And so that's I think, so yeah, good, babe. I don't think you need to pit them together, pit them against each other. I think it's actually seeing them as more consequential dominoes that fall in order. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think it was Charles good. Spurgeon who said, you know, you know, and this is a small example, and he's more talking about sermon prep, I think, when I remember reading it. But he was saying something like, you know, the spirit will never. Like, don't just get up and start preaching thinking that, oh, yeah, the spirit will lead. He's like, the spirit will never, the way he said it is like, the spirit will never do something that you can do for yourself. Basically, like, you prepare, mm. and then the spirit will be the one that actually speaks and moves once you open your mouth. That's so you good. Know? So kind of like a, yeah. a, a version of that, I think, a little bit, you know? Kind of like the spirit will never just, like, um, fill up, kind of like, a, you know, this the kid at school who's like, I didn't do my homework, but you know, but here it, or I'm trying to rely on natural talent or something like that, you know, like that's not, you know, no, you got to do the, do the hard work plus the, like the more mystical stuff that isn't in your control and holding that in balance, I think is really mm-hmm. powerful. And Advent season, I think is a really strong, strong way to do that. And so, yeah, wherever, wherever you're listening, man, I, I know there's people that are unemployed. I know people that are still walking through crazy darkness. I know people that COVID's actually really hit their family seriously. I think Advent can be a really healing season mm-hmm. for you. If you let it be that man, that we can start new by sitting in the darkness for a little bit and 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 kind of re you're, see Advent as as almost like a as almost like a you're play acting. You're kind of retelling the drama of the scriptures that multiple yeah. times throughout history God has, um, you know, before a period of darkness, you know, and waiting and expectation. I mean, after, sorry, then showed up and exploded and brought healing. And, you know, but there's always that period beforehand, not just the obvious one with Jesus, but then, you know, Israel's that story times 10, all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to tell about another one of this week's sponsors, and that's Policy Genius. Now, you know, shopping for life insurance can seem daunting, can seem frustrating, you might not know what to do, how to do it. Um, but if you've got loved ones, and especially if you're a father listening to this, you know there's an entire unit that relies on you. And that's why Policy Genius makes it easy because they want to come along and support you guys. So they combine cutting edge insurance technology and marketplace with help from experts, and it saves you time and money. So right now you could save 50% off or more by using Policy Genius to compare different quotes across the board. Now, again, that's how you do it you head to policygenius.com, and in minutes you can work out how much coverage you need and then compare the quotes from the top insurers 
to find your best price. Now, Policy Genius will compare policies starting as little as $1 a day, and you might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork, all the red tape, and the best part is that they work for you, not the insurance company, and so you can kind of feel that when you hit speed bumps in the process. And it's the kind of service that has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So they want to hook you guys up. If you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. So again, Policy Genius, when it comes to life insurance, it's nice to get this one right. What would you say? What do you, what's on your, what's on your mind? What's on your thoughts? Cl- close this out with how, how do you feel as a, what do you feel like <laughs> this year needs? What do you feel like you're feeling this year and just what's, what's going on? All that stuff. Um, I think as I'm listening to you, I just, I'm so, I think I'm expectant because um, I think we've always needed Advent yeah. and we've always needed the hope of Jesus. But I feel like this year of all years, everyone is aware of it more than ever before. And so I think if we, the body and the church, lean into this practice, I think it'll not only bring healing and hope and encouragement for ourselves and for our families, but also I think it'll be such a light and example to our community um, and to the world. I think... um, And what a cool thing to be able to lead your kids through this of like, there is darkness and we need hope. And this is who Jesus is. This is why he's come. Um, Yeah. And I think if nothing else this season, if we don't have money to buy presents, if we can't travel to see people, if the parties aren't going on, all of that, like we can take part in Advent and point to Jesus as our light and true savior. And I love it because it's such a simple thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the church typically um, lights a candle each Sunday of the month in December. And it focuses that week on a certain aspect of Jesus. And so I think to just like, if that's it, like it can be so, so simple of just like, and I don't remember, we can go through the mm-hmm. four, but like, you know, Jesus is our hope. And yeah. just like focusing that week on he, who he is, is our hope and praying and thinking him that he's our hope, telling our children he's our hope. Like just saying that one phrase so encourages and yeah. builds courage into my heart rather than thinking about all that's hard and dark and what we don't have anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I feel like it's almost a month of, it's a really helpful month to like center yourself and your family about what matters, why it matters, and what the things that matter truly matter are, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's the, 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 that's almost what you're doing. Almost using it as a, it's a really helpful framework and month and excuse and permission to have whatever you want to call it to like center yourself on the right thing. And this has right. the teeth and the framework to allow you to kind of reorbit and center on that. Yeah. Okay. So we have to talk about though, my favorite thing about Advent is that it doesn't end with Christmas day. So tell it, tell me that, isn't it, doesn't go Advent and then epiphany. Yeah. Oh man. I'm blanking. That last yeah. year just like blew my mind. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we're going to have to talk about on the okay, next episode. Okay, next one. Okay. So, you guys, stay tuned. I was just about to transition out when Alyssa's dropped an idea bomb on me. But next week, listen back, tune in. We'll start with that and then also go into some of our favorite things and how we do that as a family. All right. See you next week. <laughs>